We confirm ignition and the thrust is go. Welcome to Moonfire, the podcast where we explore the creative process in different fields. My name is Carlos, and you can find me at mynameiscarlos.com. Today's guest is Spanish filmmaker Carmen Vidal. Carmen's resume is filled with gems, from becoming an Oscar-winner filmmaker when she received an Academy Award back in 2006 for her short film 6AM, to being the recipient of eight Emmy Awards for her work as a TV producer at the cultural magazine Nueva York, a show on CUNY TV about Latinos in New York. Other highlights include having her work being part of MoMA's New Directors, New Films Festival, among many other award-winning pieces. She spoke to us on a rainy Sunday. Welcome, Carmen. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Carlos. All right, so tell us what you do. I'm a little bit of everything. I'm a screenwriter. I'm a filmmaker. I direct my own projects. Um, I can also edit. And I'm a TV producer, so... I think it's a little bit of a situation of master of none. <laughs> so were, were you creative from an early age? Yeah, I mean, I think everyone is creative in a way or another. And I think, yeah, I was I was creative. I really like reading. And for some reason, as a kid, when you don't have these fears and stuff, I thought, oh, I can do that. So I would write my own little stories. I also like painting. And I would always paint things and I would actually take a um, painting class and our teacher would tell us stories and we had to draw and paint a scene. So I really connect that now with what I'm doing, you know, this idea of telling a story through image. Um, and I always was, yeah, like telling stories or imagining situations i'm i'm the oldest child so i had my own uh, imaginary friends um so yeah i consider myself i've always been creative and it's been part of who i am did you ever stick with the painting or was that something you just did as a kid no i i only did it until i was maybe 12 or 13 i don't think i was very good at it but i think this this way of imagining a story and in our case, we had to do one image that would condense the story. And if you, you know, now that I have some some perspective, I realize we would always draw the most dramatic moment would be like the end of the second act in a way, yeah. you know, like, oh my God, it's the end of the world. That's what we would draw. And then also I, I'm from Ibiza, which is a small island and it has a really nice um i know people know it as the party island but we also have a really nice old town so my grandma would take me and i would draw the old town i i really enjoyed that sharing that with her she would she loved uh, everything history related so she would take me and i would draw the old town like the, the houses and the sea and the seaport things like that but i wasn't very good at it i just enjoyed doing it Tell me about your first job, even if it was a non-creative job. So I started working in the summers when I went to school. And I always was uh, really lucky to find some sort of internship that ended up being paid internship uh, related to my studies. 
So the first thing I did when I was 18 was work in a local TV station in Ibiza. And we were, we would be work. I was working with another film student and we were part of the news crew. So I learned, you know, what to shoot. Like uh, you go to the press conference at the beginning of the day, you figure out the news that you're going to cover and then you shoot them and you edit them and you do a voiceover for it and you have to have it ready for the night uh, news edition. And then I've had different jobs, but the first one that wasn't film related, uh, I was a wait. I was a waitress when I was in New York. When I moved to New York, I was a waitress, and I loved it. It was really fun. It was very different from all the you know. I didn't have to think so much. I just had to learn how to make all the coffees and the menu and stuff. But once I knew that, it was really enjoyable. How long did you do the waitress job for? Oh, it wasn't long. It was about, I think, like six months, something like that. Enough to get experience, I would say. Yeah, yeah. That was a creative job in a way, the one in the news, right? Like, was there like a creative uh, space for you to like try things or was it very like structured? We had some space because, you know, we had to shoot and then we had to edit and write the voiceover. We were supervised. I I'm keep saying we because it was a team. It was it wasn't I wasn't by myself. Uh, but then we uh, with this other friend of mine who was also doing his internship, we decided to make a documentary <laughs> as part of the TV station. So we actually wrote and shot and edited a documentary about the you know film in Ibiza, something like that. So we had the chance to. To do that too. Tell me about your first big win, whatever that means to you. I think it's been like small little victories in a way because when I was a kid, I would lo- I would love writing and I would submit to any kind of contest that I could find like poetry or short stories or even like with my paintings. So I did win uh, these local kind of writing contests when I was 17 I won a writing contest both in poetry and narrative I mean this is Ibiza it's very small but I could see my work published on um on a book when I was 16 I won also like a micro micro relato a short story and that got into the Ibiza newspaper so everyone in Ibiza had read it which was a really strange feeling for me but I would say that my biggest win in the sense that it was a, a big turning point in the beginning of my career was when I won a Student Academy Award um, because it was a short film I had done in school. I didn't really expect anything from it. And, and then I won an Oscar. So I think that was a moment in my life where I felt, okay, maybe I can you know, make a living out of this uh, filmmaking dream that I have. I will imagine when you're getting an Oscar, it's it's a nice feeling and you get validation. Yeah. What was the name of the short film that you won with? So the film is called 6am and it's about the sunrise in New York City. Um, it's the magic hour. It's when 
when we go from complete darkness from the night to complete brightness of the day. And it was a moment I, I moved to New York. I really hadn't, you know, planned going to New York. It was a little bit sudden and I wasn't finding my place. So I think it was my attempt to look for beauty in the city. And I had so much fun making this movie. It was very simple and it was just about the sunrise in New York. And then, you know, this thing happened that the movie won the, the Oscar and I got a lot of attention. And, and it's a film that, of course, I have a very strong connection with. Um, like people would be like, 6 a.m. girl. I would be the 6 a.m. girl for some time. Oh, that's a good thing to be, uh, especially when you get recognized <laughs> for it. Um, okay, so now yeah. since we're talking about the award, then you also have eight Emmys for TV production. Yes, yes, for for producing content for a TV show called Nueva York, which is part of UNITV. It's a show about Latinos in New York. It's in Spanish with English subtitles, and it's... It's really fun because we get to produce things that interest us, that are very current, that have to do with the political climate uh, that's happening in the U.S. And and I feel it's a very meaningful content that it's important. It's I, I really like small stories. I think they really show a macro, you know, through a through a more specific, personalized lens. I have uh, awards for the whole show and also for segments that I've produced, um, shot and edited. Impressive. Thanks. Interesting that you mentioned that, you know, that you like short stories. Can you walk me through the process of like when you, I don't know, you see a topic or you, you're reading about something or you're, you hear about something that sparks creativity and you think, oh, this would be a good documentary. Like, how do you decide on, on a subject that you would like to pursue? Yeah, I don't, I don't know that it's so clear. I feel like I'm very lucky that I, I get ideas all the time. Um, and also I think TV has helped me train that, you know, to find ideas everywhere. And I, I do feel like everyone, every person has a story and, and it's a matter of, you know, doing a good interview or, or getting what connects you with that person. So for me, I'm interested in many, many things. I'm a very curious person and I feel very lucky to have found this kind of job that allows me to pursue this curiosity. I just finished a documentary about the Spanish Civil War exiles who went to Mexico, but I've also made, you know, music videos and uh, fiction short films, and I've written uh, comedy. So I just feel like the, the ideas can't, come kind of easily sometimes it's an image you know you have this image in your in your mind for some reason and then you build a story around that frame that you want to shoot that part comes from everywhere sometimes I read a, a, an article sometimes I'm talking to a friend and you know there is this story that happens it comes from from many times it's just like conversations and then I feel like passionate about oh my god I love this this story we need to tell it 
that's that's how I was hoping that happened. <laughs> you know, the fact that it's very organic. Was there an experience that didn't go as planned and like how did you overcome it? Yeah, many, many, many times. I think at least once per project. <laughs> One of the biggest um, challenges for me was I wrote my first uh, screenplay for a fiction, uh, feature film. And it was a story that I I enjoyed writing, but it was like my first one. And I got really lucky that a big production company decided to, they were going to produce it. And we got some money from, from the Spanish government. But then there were some issues and we, anyway, these things happen all the time, but we lost financing and uh, we ended up not shooting it. And that for me was really, really, really tough because... Um, it was something that I was very excited about. I remember when I found out we got the funding. I didn't sleep for two days. I was so, the adrenaline was, you know, through the roof. And and then it didn't happen. And I think the way to overcome it, I don't really know, you know. I, I took some time off and then I started um, on another project that I am, um, that I was very passionate about and yeah, I don't know. I, it's because you don't know overcome it in the sense that you also change. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not the same person who wrote the script, you know, that time. Yeah. I just started something else. That's good though, because I feel like sometimes one can get like very stuck and unable to move on. Yeah. We, we get attached to our projects. It just feels like it's a little bit, a part of you, an, an appendix in a way. How do you deal with being creatively stuck? Like what happens if you're working on something and then you hit a wall and you can't get over it? When I get stuck, which happens all the time, by the way, it's not like, I just find, find I, I've learned to embrace it as part of the process that at some point you're going to get stuck. I think taking time um, away from it, you know, you go for a walk or you don't look at it for three days. And I think it's also good to always have more than one project, you know, that you're working on. So if you're maybe editing a documentary, uh, then you are writing something else, you know, so you can give yourself some time. And I actually, when I'm editing, I have two feature, fil two feature documentary films. I actually built in the editing process to have one week off. So we could all, you know, the editor and myself and everyone could have some time off from it. So, yeah, I think letting it go and then, you know, going, go, like going back to it the next day or, you know, if you can have the weekend off, something like that helps. Is there something that you haven't done yet, but that you would like to? Yeah, I would love to make a fiction feature film. This would be. Or a TV series, like one one or... Well, I would also like to write a book. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that I I still want to do. There's many, many things in my bucket list, so I need to keep working. That's good. All right, well, I won't ask you what exactly they are because unless you want to share what they're about, if you want to keep it private, it's totally fine. Yeah, I think it's still... For me, because I've been through this process so many times, I know that until I'm not shooting, you know, it's not happening. Yeah. So let's, yeah, let's keep it. Let's not jinx it. 
So you've been in New York for 16 years now. What is New York to you? Yeah, I, I really love New York. It's a city that inspires me a lot. It's very, very tough. So it also makes you, it, it makes you find strengths that you didn't even know you had. And for me, the mix, the people who live there are so, I want to say amazing because it's, you, you need to have this kind of resilience to, to stay in the city, to remain creative. And I feel very proud that I have made really good friends and forged really good, deep and wonderful relationships in New York. So I don't know, it's, an, it's a window to the whole world and it's a place where you feel like everything is possible, but also it's, it's very, 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 very tough and it can bring you down. It, you live it's like extreme i feel like you live a week in new york is like you know a year somewhere else you go through so many you need to be flexible you learn and you grow so much in new york i'm very happy that i've spent all this time in the city i love that one week in new york is a year anywhere else right that should be on a t-shirt or something yeah like it's so difficult to have a routine because the city is so big and then you know, in Queens, you have 200 languages and you meet people from everywhere and you connect. I come from a very small place. I'm from Ibiza, which is a small island. And of course, it's cosmopolitan and everything. But I, I do feel like this thing of small place, you always see the same people and you interact with, you know, certain amount of people. But in New York, in one day, you can interact with hundreds of people if you take the subway. Well, not right now because of COVID, but... You know, if you take the subway, you can go to Flushing, you can go, you know, to Coney Island. And it, it I don't know, it makes you feel alive. Sometimes too alive, it can be too tough. But I do feel a lot of the people there, we have been through so much. So there is a, this understanding and we are I feel in the winter you know it's so mm -hmm. cold and everyone is like we're all going through this we all understand there's this kind of secret code mm -hmm. we have all lived through like New York and real estate and people are like oh my god yeah. you know they are like these uh, yeah this kind of rites of passage that you go through in New York and I, I don't know I, I was never curious about uh, going to New York before I went there but now I'm so happy it has been part of my life for so long. Last question. What have you learned? I have learned that... I have learned that, you know, sometimes you don't know why you do things or why you read this book or why you are talking to this person. And then when you look back, you see how many things are connected. And I can see that in my career too. You know, I did 6 a.m. because I was studying to become... A director of photography so for me to tell a story about light and about space it made sense because I wanted to be a better camera and cinematographer and then I won the Oscar and then I was very inspired for 6am with this film by this Cuban filmmaker and then I went to Cuba and I got to interview him you know for Sweet Havana and then I got an Emmy for that I mean it's not about the awards of course I'm sorry if it's sounding obnoxious but 
I just feel like you sometimes you feel so lost and you don't really know what am I why am I doing this and then when you look back you can see how everything was connected I also have learned that the most important thing is you know friendships relationships family relationships are more important than than the career to make you happy um I have also learned that awards don't make you feel like you you still have the imposter syndrome you still feel like you don't know anything even though you have that external validation I think it's interesting that you mentioned the imposter syndrome because it's uh it's crazy it's just how common it is in every profession pretty much Yeah I just expectations can really kill creativity and and let things happen naturally just because we put all these expectations on ourselves. Thank you, Carmen. Thank you, Carlos, for having me. That was Carmen Vidal. You can find all of her links on the episode notes, including her Oscar-winning short film, 6AM. A few minutes after we finished recording this interview, Carmen asked me to add these two messages as other things she has learned and forgot to mention. I have also learned that it is more fun to work with other people than trying to do everything on your own. You can find the weirdest people on Tinder. This is Carlos, and you can find me at mynameiscarlos.com. Now, let's get back to work. Nose gear touchdown. Welcome home.